0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Every Monday for the next couple of months, we're going to be diving into the word of God and discovering some of the incredible truths that are inside it. And I believe that as we begin to discover the power inside the word that it will greatly inspire, encourage, and impact our journey of faith as we continue to trust God in our daily lives. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it from. This greatly helps to spread the message about the podcast and also encourage other people to check it out for themselves. Don't forget the hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. The message is simple, but also don't forget to enjoy the show. Take care. God bless. Think about it for a second. We, we have a serious issue with receiving a gift, but well, at least I know I do. If we are blessed with someone maybe buying us lunch or buying us a nice gift we automatically feel the need to repay them in return. But a gift is a one-way system, meaning that it's not expected anything in return. And today we're going to be looking at a passage of scripture in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 27. And it's talking about the rich young ruler and, and a gift that was presented to him. And because it was free, he didn't, he wanted to, Buy it. He wanted to earn it. But this gift that we're going to discuss today cannot be earned. It is freely given. And all you can do is receive it. So I'm going to start reading it in verses 17 onwards. It says the following As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? jesus asked only god is truly good but to answer your question you know the commandments you must not murder you must not commit adultery you must not steal you must not testify falsely you must not cheat anyone honor your father and mother teacher the man replied i've obeyed all these commandments since i was young Commandments, sorry Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them. But Jesus said again, dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astonished. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at him intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Amen. Amen. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to break down a couple of the verses and and just get into the word, pull apart some of the things that it's saying. Um, And the title of the message today is What Must I Do? So in verse 17, it's clear Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and the man comes running up and asks him a question. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus was continuing on, right, on his journey to Jerusalem, and this rich young ruler came towards him, asked a question. The man was in the right place at the right time with the right person, but ultimately he asks the wrong question. Let me say that again. The rich young ruler was in the right place, at the right time with the right person, but ultimately he asks the wrong question. See, because the focus of his question is what the man must do. Eternal life is not a matter of earning or deserving, but rather it is based on having a relationship with Jesus, because Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. He didn't want Jesus to be his savior. Ultimately, he wanted Jesus to show him the way to be his own savior. The man didn't really know who he was. He thought he was righteous and didn't know. He didn't really know what kind of person he was. Ultimately, when you don't know who Jesus is, you most likely don't know who you are either. And then it goes on. Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. And then Jesus goes on to say, you know, the commandments. Um, so Jesus answers this man's question by using the law. The man's answers, he answers very confidently from a young boy because, well, because from a young boy when he was about 13, right, he would have kept all the commandments that Jesus mentions here. He would have took this serious, he would have took this quite serious, in fact, sorry. Even the apostles were like this before, or even the apostle Paul, sorry, was like this before he met Jesus. You know, we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us and we put no confidence in human effort. It says that in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. The question isn't what must I do, but rather how do I respond with what has been done for me because of Jesus? Eternal life is a gift. That's right. It's freely given. It will always be a gift until you receive it. That's when you will treasure it, when you receive the free gift. In verse 21, looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love towards him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Recognizing the young rich ruler's sincerity, Jesus felt genuine love for him. That's powerful. The one thing that prevented him from eternal life was the security of his wealth. He was caught up with his position, his status, his comfort level, and ultimately his own security that he provided for himself. Jesus loved him despite this man being misguided. Because this man climbed to the top of the ladder of success only to find that the ladder was leaning against the wrong building. What about you? Let me say that again. The man had climbed to the top of the ladder of success only to find that the ladder was leaning against the wrong building. Are you building on what you need to do for God or building from a place of knowing what Jesus has so wonderfully done for us? The reaction of this man is explained clearly though. His face fell or his face dropped. He was possessed by his possessions and wouldn't risk even though he wouldn't even he wouldn't risk it, wouldn't risk it, even though Jesus has resources that we know nothing about. This stunned the disciples because Jesus goes on to say, How hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? And then he talks about it's easier for uh, a camel to go through the needle needle of an eye, or sorry, the eye of a needle. My apologies or for for rich than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And this absolutely stunned the disciples because their Jewish background placed great emphasis on the position of being rich. You know, because to be wealthy was to be was to be like this. I suppose how would I say it? Like um, a trophy of evidence because you had the blessing of God, because you were rich, wealthy, and healthy. Jesus saw how wealth could stop someone from becoming a follower of him and ultimately putting their trust in him. But we, like the disciples, can have a hard time seeing how riches could hinder us from the kingdom of God. Riches can hinder us from the kingdom of God because they present a difficulty which may tend to make us more satisfied with this life instead of longing for the life that is to come in verse 25 in fact it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god what jesus is saying here is he is saying that with man trying to work or earn his or her way into heaven it is a hundred percent impossible jesus paid too much of a price for us to work our way that's why he says salvation for the rich is like a camel to go through the eye of a needle, okay? This was a phrase, that, a phrase that would have been commonly used amongst Jewish people. With God it is possible because he has provided it all for us. And I love the fact that Jesus uses a common saying in the Jewish people to show them ultimately that, that the importance of salvation being in Jesus and Jesus alone. Jesus points them to the solution salvation is a total work of God. That's why it's called grace. We can't be saved from simply putting our efforts into play. What we could never do for ourselves, God has done for us through Jesus. He took our sin on the cross, died for our sins, which means sins is now defeated. He rose again, which means he conquered death. Now by confessing our sin, and putting our faith in what he has done, we are brought into the family of God. Did you know that the wrath of God was placed on the Son of God to bring you and me into the family of God? You will never celebrate the good news without accepting the bad news first. We can't bring anything to God. So who can be saved? All of us. That's the gospel. He is not just chilling in heaven, but he is active by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives right now. He will continue to provide for us. Calvary is the proof that he provided for our salvation. And now he will continue to provide for us until he comes back or until he calls us home. He has riches that we know nothing about. There is no perfect people in heaven. Only those who are forgiven by the perfect one, Jesus. Let me say that again. There is no perfect people in heaven, only those who are forgiven by the perfect one, Jesus. And here's a couple of math equations, right? To to wrap up this, right? Jesus plus nothing is equal to everything. But Jesus plus something else is equal to nothing. Because you can't add to the work of Jesus. It's Jesus, 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 and Jesus alone. John chapter three, verse three says the following. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What does born again mean? It's probably a foreign thing for you to have heard this, because ultimately we were born. So Adam is in our lineage. We were born in Adam's lineage. So we were born into sin because of what happened in the Garden of Eden, which means that we are ultimately separated from God. Born again is um, it's it's where you come to a place of where you confess your sin and you allow the Holy Spirit to take residency up in us and cause us to be born again. So it's confessing our sin, believing on Jesus and repenting of our sins and turning away from it. And that's how you start a relationship with God through his son, Jesus, because without a relationship with him, it, it, there's no way to heaven. Jesus has provided the way, but now he has provided you also with the free will to whether you're going to accept it Or reject it. So what I'm going to do now is I think it's so appropriate to to give you an opportunity to respond. Yes, I know it's a podcast. I I totally get that. But I'm going to walk you through what we call a sinner's prayer. This prayer won't save you. It will help you start a relationship with Jesus. So if if you're ready to do that, say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for my sins. I can never work my way to heaven based on my own de- doing and my own works. But I thank you that you came, lived the life I should have lived, died the death I should have died. And now you've offered a way for me to be made right with God and brought into the family of God because of what Jesus done on the cross for my sins. I confess my sin to you, I turn from my sin. And I want to start a relationship with you, Lord. Come into my life, fill me afresh, and Lord, as, as that help me to follow you all the days of my life. I declare you as both Lord and Savior over my life, and I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. And even for you, maybe. Maybe you've prayed that prayer or something to that effect, even by listening to this podcast. If you have, can I encourage you to reach out to me and let me know? Because what I want to do is I want to be able to help you to get connected in with a church, whether, you're, whether there's a church in your local area or not. If I don't know, I will speak to my pastors and see if I, we can get you connected with a church in your local area so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus and you grow by being invested in the word, which is the Bible, but you also grow by being a part of a community, which is his church. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, Until next time, take care and God bless. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast with me, Jerry D. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're tuning into it from. This greatly helps to spread the word about the podcast, but also to encourage other people to check it out for themselves. Um, Until next week, take care, God bless and don't forget, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Take care.